KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning. I'm Eric Anderson, in for Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, February 9th. Small business owners can soon apply for grants to help with storm-related damage. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Military officials say all five Marines were killed on board the helicopter that crashed in the mountains east of San Diego this week. It's the third incident for San Diego-based Marine CH-53E helicopters in seven years and the second fatal crash. Local attorney David Casey represented two Marine families who lost someone from a fatal 2018 crash. A bad part was the cause there. He's confident the Marine Corps will find out what went wrong. There should be no rush to judgment, but I will tell you based on the 800-page report I reviewed from the Marines on this last helicopter crash, they're very detailed. Uh, They leave no stone unturned, and uh, they were very thorough. Names of the dead Marines will be revealed 24 hours after their families are told. Transportation officials are considering 200 miles of new freeway lanes as part of the county's next regional transportation plan, and those freeway expansions are colliding with the state's climate goals. The San Diego Association of Governments is tasked with reducing greenhouse gas emissions, SANDAG Planning Director Antoinette Meyer told the agency's board members failing to achieve those climate goals has serious consequences. There is a lot of state and federal funding that's at risk if we don't have an approved plan. The SANDAG Board of Directors will discuss the next transportation plan today. More scattered rain on the way today. The National Weather Service says the weather will still be cool, with most areas having temperatures up to 10 degrees below normal for this time of year. Temps in the inland valleys and by the coast will be in the high 50s. In the deserts, it'll be in the low 60s. And up in the mountains, the high only reaching the 30s. But some good news, if you're missing that sunny San Diego weather, forecasters say the sun is coming to town for the weekend. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Some financial help is coming for small business owners trying to recover from damage done during the recent floods across San Diego County. Reporter M.G. Perez has more on the grants. 
The San Diego Black Chamber of Commerce, partnered with the Hispanic Chamber and the Asian Business Association, are now in a coalition with the city and county of San Diego to offer up to $2,500 in small business grants. That program, funded by the city, will start taking applications this Monday. And there is also a county business emergency fund, and matching donations are being offered by the San Diego Foundation, all targeting small business owners like Shante Brown, whose home child care facility was damaged. We work paycheck to paycheck. We're regular everyday people. We do this for the love of the kids, not to make a profit. So we don't know what we're going to be able to do. Applications will be considered in the order they are submitted. For more information on the financial resources available, make a call to 211. MG Perez, KPBS News. California's presidential primary is on March 5th. Deciding on who and what to vote for can be a challenge. To help, KPBS launched the KPBS Voter Hub. And here to share more about what it is and how it works is the KPBS South Bay engagement producer, Maria Elena Castellanos. Maria Elena, welcome to the San Diego News Now podcast. Thank you, Eric. It's um, great to be here. So for folks who aren't familiar with the KPBS Voter Hub, tell us a little bit about what it is. Yes, um, the KPBS Voter Hub is an online election guide. It was put together by KPBS news producers and reporters. The idea is to make voting easy and to give voters what they need to make an informed decision. It has um, a number of resources to help voters from getting a copy of your personal ballot guide to finding vote centers or ballot drop box locations. All the information is located together in one page and it's really easy to navigate. You also get news and analysis from KPBS, NPR, and other trusted news partners. That sounds like a lot, but is there anything else in the KPBS Voter Hub that you think voters should be aware of? Yes. um, It's not just a space to get resources about the presidential primary. We have a section where voters or anyone can share what's on their mind, their perspectives, or questions they may have about the election. We are very much interested in what voters have to say, and some of their questions could lead to a news story. Anyone that might be listening right now and may have a comment or a question, they can also call us. I want to share that uh, phone number, and that number is 619-452-0228, and we are constantly checking that number. Um, One Other great resource, as someone who speaks Spanish, I'm really excited that you can get all these same resources in Spanish, from the in-depth coverage on the key races to the interactive personal ballot guide to submitting, you know, your opinions and perspectives. It can all be done in Spanish as well. 
You mentioned that reporters have put together stories explaining some of the key races. Can you share more on which key races you're talking about? Yes. Along with voting on who should run for president of the United States in the upcoming general election in November, voters will also weigh in on the U.S. Senate race. This is the seat that opened after the late Senator Dianne Feinstein died last year. Locally, there are a number of elected officials up for re-election, including San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria. He's facing several challengers. And in San Diego's Council District 4, there is a race to replace the seat vacated by Monica Montgomery Stepp, who was elected to the County Board of Supervisors last year. And then County Supervisor Tara Lawson-Reamer is also up for re-election, and former San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner is running against her. And in Chula Vista, City Council Member Andrea Cárdenas is up for re-election. She is facing criminal charges and also calls to resign, and there are several people running against her in that race. And what if you haven't registered to vote yet? Is it too late? No, it's not too late. Anyone interested in voting and is eligible to vote can register now through February 20th. That's coming up. That's the last day to register to vote. But even after that, there is still one more option, and that is to register conditionally and cast a provisional ballot. And it's worth noting that you can do that even on Election Day, which is March 5th. And you can learn more about how to register in the KPBS Voter Hub. Which leads us to the final question, how do you access the KPBS Voter Hub? Yeah, it's um, pretty easy. All you have to do is type www.kpbs.org slash voter hub, or even just going on the website, we have an image where you can click in and you'll get connected to all the election resources and information. Maria Elena, thank you very much for joining me on the San Diego News Now podcast and for breaking this down for us. I have been speaking with KPBS South Bay engagement producer, Maria Elena Castellanos. You can find the KPBS Voter Hub on our website. And remember, the last day to vote in the presidential primary is on Election Day, Tuesday, March 5th. Speaking of the upcoming election, we're continuing to bring you information on some of the local races on the primary ballot. One of those is the State Assembly District 77 seat. It covers the coasts of Carlsbad down to the southern tip of Coronado, with roughly 500,000 constituents. North County reporter Jacob Eyre gives us a look at who's running to represent them. Democrat Tasha Berner has been its representative since 2022. My top priorities in my district are really around the environment, around ensuring that there are people have opportunities. And when I say opportunities, I mean do they have good jobs? Do they have health care? Do they have a place to live? Her challengers include Republican entrepreneur and financial advisor James Brown. Brown says he understands the struggles of poverty from his own experience. I think that the issue with a lot of the politicians now is that they were never homeless. They couldn't even relate to being at the bottom. And you're just going to throw money at something and hope that it changes rather than provide the opportunities to help people that are in the situation to get out. Autism researcher Henny Cooperstein is the other challenger. Like Berner, she's a Democrat and says she's campaigning to provide a voice for the neurodivergent. She has autism herself. 
Cooperstein says she wants more financial accountability and transparency when it comes to government program spending. If they're not publishing, you know, successful outcomes and that they don't have, if they have a surplus, then it needs to be legislated where it goes to. If they don't have a surplus, if they close out in a deficit, we have to see what's going on. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Coming up, we highlight one of the traditions of Lunar New Year. The purpose behind Line Dance is to ward off evil spirits and bad luck and bring in the good luck and prosperity to any individual or group. When people see the Line Dance, it's not just a, line, a dance, it's basically a Chinese martial arts form. We'll explore the tradition, plus more, after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Chula Vista High School will keep its flexible bell schedule for now. South Bay reporter Corey Suzuki says many students and teachers are celebrating the decision. Last week, more than 100 Chula Vista High School students rallied outside the Sweetwater District offices. They were worried the district was going to get rid of their current eight-period block schedule. Students and teachers say the eight-period support the school's acclaimed visual and performing arts program and give all students more flexibility to focus on their interests. Now, they'll get to keep that schedule for another year. Chula Vista High Principal Jennifer Barker-Hines announced the news in an email last week. Senior Kevin Gonzalez says it was bittersweet news. From what we know, we're keeping the eight periods next year, but after that, we don't know the news on that. Principal Barker-Hines said the district and the teachers union are putting together a working group that's going to analyze the value of an eight-period schedule and how it affects things like enrollment, graduation rates, and attendance. Still, students are optimistic. Quentin Rivera is a junior in the theater program and organized last week's rally. Well, we are hoping that, I don't know, people get ex inspired to continue fighting for SCPA and hopefully one day that it's actually set in stone that 7th and 8th periods aren't going to be taken away. The principal's email also did not mention students' other request for more funding to support Chula Vista High's arts teachers. A district spokesperson did not agree to an interview for this story. Corey Suzuki, KPBS News. This weekend marks the start of the Lunar New Year, with this being the Year of the Dragon. Many Asian cultures celebrate Lunar New Year with varying traditions. Arts reporter Beth Accomando explores one tradition, the Lion Dance. 
Growing up with a Chinese grandfather meant that my family got to celebrate Lunar New Year. My grandfather would tell us about being a boy in China and celebrating for 15 days with food, family, and of course, firecrackers. The ones he loved as a child were string firecrackers, made up of hundreds of little firecrackers braided together by their fuses. And when you lit one end of the braid, hundreds of these would explode one after the other. The firecrackers are supposed to ward off bad spirits and bad luck. But for a line dancer, the smoke and noise can be a challenge. That's why we um, tell our performers to like wear masks and like wear earplugs as well. Peter Kem is team leader and coordinator with San Diego Legendary Line Dance Association. Purpose behind line dance is to ward off evil spirits and bad luck and bring in the good luck and prosperity to any individual or group. When people see the line dance, it's not just a, line, a dance, it's basically a Chinese martial arts form. Line dances are a popular tradition in Asia during Lunar New Year. But you might wonder why a line, since lines are not native to China. Lion dancing dates back thousands of years to the Tang Dynasty and a legend about the emperor having a dream in which an animal he deemed to be a lion saved his life. During that time, people didn't know what a lion was, so they basically just went off on what the emperor saw in his dream. That's why the costume for the lion dance is so stylized and spectacular. It's often bold red or bright gold with large eyes, fluffy rounded ears, a big mouth, and a flowing body. It's amazing to see a pair of dancers breathe life into what's essentially a large puppet. And there's two positions, there's the head and tail. As a head player, your job is to portray the lion's expression, which can be anything from happy, anger, sadness, uh, etc. As a tail, your job is to like um, follow the head player's uh, foot, footwork, because um, whatever uh, footwork the head does, the tail does with it, and being able to be synchronized in music. If you're doing stunts, the other jobs as a tail is be able to lift your partner up. The result is a fluid, graceful, and energetic performance in which a line might jump on tables, rise up on its hind legs, or prance around a crowd, all to very distinctive and vibrant music created by a trio of instruments. So in line dancing, they're composed of three different instruments. There's the, um, the drums, which is the heartbeat of the performance, uh, the cymbals, and the gong. The head of the line can be extremely expressive, as the dancer operates strings and levers to wiggle the ears, blink the eyes, and open and close the mouth. As a head player, your, your main role is to portray a strong, good um, expression and storytelling. So um, the way how I see it is like um, any form of dance. It's not just like synchronization with the music and coordination. You have to give the line life. It's all storytelling and the it has to be something that's captivating for the audience to um, understand. The line's head is made of bamboo, paper mache, and fabric and can cost $1,000. It can also be a challenge to work in. When you're inside the costume, you have very limited vision. If you're ahead, you mainly look through the mouth, and while at the same time you have to listen to the music, because in, in line dancing, it's, it's a lot of multitasking. It also takes a lot of cardio and strength. Being inside a beautiful, flowing costume can make spectators forget how much work and stamina it takes to perform multiple five- or six-minute routines in a row. Kem says people may also see line dancing as something just for Asians. We want people to see that line dance is for anyone, regardless of race, gender, or religion. San Diego Legendary Line Dance Association has been around since 2000, with male and female team members as young as 13. Our goal is to preserve and promote the Chinese culture. We are very proud and honored to um, still continue this art, and uh, we hope that um, we can inspire more people in the young generations to be part of the Lions community.
Lunar New Year is the perfect time to share and celebrate that culture and heritage. Bafakamondo, KPBS News. The Lunar New Year begins tomorrow and is celebrated for 15 days. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by Emmalyn Mohebi and edited by Brooke Ruth. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again on Monday to start the week together with the day's top stories. I'm Eric Anderson. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.